Welcome to Civil Discourse. This podcast will use government documents to illuminate the workings of the American government and offer context around the effects of government agencies in your everyday life. And now your hosts, Nia Rogers, public affairs librarian, and Dr. John Augenbaugh, political science professor. In, in, in particular, um, uh, I can't wait to have a conversation with you because uh, listeners, once again, Nia has informed me that she woke up this morning feeling presidential or feeling very presidential and what and what and what they cannot see is my fingers doing that thing where you um where you rub them against each other because you're planning something i think of it as the machiavellian finger exercises well it's kind of sort of like the bad guy in the austin powers movie exactly yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Who is a mock of the bad guy in the Bond movies? Yeah, that's right. No, Ernst, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. Um, I Blofeld. That's yes. right, Ernst yes. Blofeld. Um, yes. Who had the marvelous fake scar and the whole thing? Yeah, he even and had the cat the, and the cat. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was great. He's a great villain. Um, yes. You know, Don, I think that you know movies, who that actor was. I don't. Donald Donald Pleasance. Oh. Yes. Okay. He huh. was also in uh, John Carpenter's uh, Escape from New York. Huh. Huh. Escape from, yes. oh, so that's the, that's the original version that then Kurt Russell was in a version later. Kurt Russell was in both. Kurt Russell oh, okay. was in Escape from New York, but he was also in Escape from uh, Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was the sequel. <laughs> the sequels, in my estimation, hardly ever listeners match the original we could probably do an entire podcast episode okay if we were a popular culture podcast yes yes yes, on the the wrongness of sequels (laughs) we should do that we should do that like in terms of court cases or something like that where like this or or elected officials who should have stopped their career at a certain point oh but they kept oh yeah but they come back that okay. would be good sort of yes. sequel the bad thing yeah because yeah. sometimes well but sometimes like the you know the second indiana jones movie is terrible but the third one is not bad yes and the fourth one is okay is so the fourth, it, the, the fourth one's got sean connery right exactly okay that one i thought actually met the criteria the first one yeah which is which just was just so good in part because we had not seen anything like that yeah it's my view of star wars the original star wars where yes the original star wars was magic not because when you look back at it now it's particularly magical because in its time it was magical you're sitting in the theater and the surround sound and the whole thing and the whole is awesome but what i want to know from you my dear is what awards can i give my cronies well, it's interesting you point this out uh, because uh, listeners, um, there are a whole bunch of awards that both the Office of President, but also Congress can give out. So let's focus first, Nia, on you as president. Okay. President Nia Rogers, okay? Probably, I would probably use my full name. Oh, Stephanie. I'd probably use Stephanie because it oh, sounds okay. more like you know, formal and i've been asked by students you know professor augenball if you ever became president would you insist that like everybody call you 
President Augie. Augie. <laughs> I think that you would not have a choice because I think people would call you President Augenbaugh. <laughs> and I said, I'm pretty sure that I, I, I would have a difficult time actually responding because people have been referring to me as Augie since I've been like four or five years old. And even though, well, but even if they called you President Augenbaugh, you could sign things. Augie. Yeah, just Augie. Yeah, and then it would be like it yes, would work yeah. because what he, you know, it's the president. And you can sign your name. You could sign your name Boba Fett if you wanted to, and <laughs> as long as you're president and you're not certifiable, they can. Actually, I don't know if that's true. There are probably legal concerns with the contracts and all that other kind of stuff. But that's neither here nor there. Here nor there. Presidential awards, the big one, Nia. The so one President Rogers President giving Rogers. out the yes. biggest presidential award. Okay, probably the big one, at least for civilians, okay, is the Presidential Medal of Freedom, okay? It is considered the highest civilian award given by the United States government. Um, the first one uh, was given out by President Truman, um, and uh, he actually focused on uh, uh, war-connected acts or services. Ah. It was Kennedy who changed the focus to um, uh, uh, civilians, okay? His okay. was, um, he expanded it beyond military and national defense to world peace, cultural, and other significant public-private endeavors, okay? Okay. Yes. So that's the big one. Okay? And that's the one that they have the big wide ribbon and it lays on your chest. Like it's a big. Oh, it's a huge. It's a big honking medal. It's not yes. a thing. Like, you, you know need, how you, you see need... in third world dictatorships, you see um, the guys wearing the jackets and they've got the little medals across their across their chest. I'm not trying to be rude. Those medals probably mean a lot to them in their in their careers, their whatever endeavors. they've done. But yes. they're all relatively small. Yes. Uh, same one, like the ones that the queen wears. Sometimes she'll wear a medal on her lapel. Yes. That, like when she's visiting certain troops, she'll wear a medal that represents the troops. And they're all relatively small. We're talking about probably the size of a half dollar. The one isn't the Medal of Freedom the one that's like it's it's like six inches wide. It's huge. Yeah, its circumference, okay, is huge. It's Listeners, a small, it's a small salad plate. <laughs> yeah. Listeners. You pretty much have to do neck exercises before the ceremony, <laughs> okay? Just so you can go ahead and be ready to handle the weight of this big honking thing that's good. Mia, I can't, I can't wait to read the transcript of this particular episode because both <laughs> you and I have used the word honking, right? <laughs> Sorry, transcribers. Um, so, but, and so, but they're not all like huge like that, but they're all meaningful. So yes. Yes. there are other, um, but that's the biggie in terms of yes. when you the, see the, ceremonies the, 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 at the White House, there's two ceremonies that take place at the White House. One of them is congressional as well, which I think you're going to get to later. Yes. Okay. Um, so, but, yeah, and, the, and that's, the, that's a separate thing from the Medal of Freedom. Yes. That's the Medal of Honor. Yes. But okay. we're talking about the Medal of Freedom right now. Freedom, okay. yeah. So uh, not to be undone, um, President Nixon 
of course, he was not going to be undone by President Kennedy. Oh, please. Yeah, that was Nick, just. Yeah, Nixon could not stand uh, 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 John F. Kennedy. Um, and let's and, face it. And for good reasons. For, 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 for good reasons. I mean, um, I that, mean, those reasons were not just Nixon being bonkers. Yeah, I mean, beyond his usual paranoia. Right. Okay. I mean, remember, listeners, um, Richard Nixon lost the 1960 presidential election to JFK. And if two states had gone differently, Illinois and California, it would have been Richard Nixon, you know, as president in 1961 and not JFK. Well, and part of what must have been frustrating for Nixon is that California was his state. Yes. It's always hard when you lose your own state. But there also were some questions about underhanded behavior and well, you know, and, 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 and the and, amount and of Ken- money that was poured into things and just in and, and Kennedy represented everything that Nixon despised. Right. Because Kennedy was a northeast liberal elite. Right. Okay? Educated at the Ivies and yeah, you know, went to Harvard, you know, went to Harvard Law. Born okay? into money. Okay. He actually won one of the awards we're going to talk about in just a few minutes. Okay, the Congressional Medal of Honor. Okay, you want a CMH? Okay, um, you know Nixon. Okay, um, you know grew up in um, well, a, and- a, a lower middle class family. Won a scholarship to Duke University Law School, which, by the way, is a Big really deal. good, yeah, really good right. law school. But he was a scholarship student, right? Right. Okay. And he and Kennedy was handsome and he had a yes. beautiful wife and a young family. Right. Like and yeah. Nixon, not so much. Nixon, no. not particularly <laughs> handsome. Um, his wife was lovely. Pat Nixon was lovely, but she at that point already was struggling with um, substance. No, yes. sorry. Wrong person. Wrong person. I'm thinking yeah, that was Betty Ford. Ford. Right. Yeah, I'm Betty thinking Ford. Betty Ford. Right. But I mean, um, Pat. Pat Nixon, in many ways, was your standard 1940s, 50s politician's wife. She right. was hard. Blandly pleasant. And yes, she was occasionally seen, never heard. Right. Okay. Whereas, you know, Jackie. Well, and Jackie had that, had that baby voice that she talked in. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. just love the president so much. Right. And, yes. and I mean, there, there was a lot to be, there was a lot of reasons for their, for their mutual dislike. Yeah, Let's put animosity. it that way. So, uh, so, uh, Nixon, so he makes his own award, but he does this in 69. 69. Yes. With executive order. Uh, so 11. well before Watergate and the crazy yes. years and all okay. that stuff. Okay. Um, and this is called the Presidential Citizens Medal, uh, designed to recognize U.S. citizens who have performed, quote, exemplary deeds of service for their country or their fellow citizens. It is considered the second highest civilian award. Okay. Um, oh, so if you saved someone from a fire, like if you saved a bunch of people from a fire or you. Yeah, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're a police officer who goes ahead and saves a baby from, you know, being a gunshot victim in a gang war. Right. Okay. Okay. You, you're school, you may very well end up with yeah, a presidential you're a school, citizen. Okay. Yeah. You're a school teacher that goes ahead and, you know, saves a bunch of kids from um, a school shooting. Right. right. Um, you know, you're a bus driver who. Um, you know, uh, puts your life at uh, at risk 
um, to make sure that, you know, all the kids on your bus, when the bus rolled over, you know, didn't die, right? right. I mean, it's, it's that kind of award, okay? So instead of being like a world, world peace, world culture, yes. right? It's much more internal to the United States. Yeah. Uh, it makes sense from somebody who's, who was more isolationist in some ways, although he opened the door to China. He did that for political reasons and for improving, improving the United States reasons. Oh, sure. But a good so way that's kind of cool to think about that. Well, a good way to distinguish listeners, the difference between the presidential medal of freedom and the presidential citizens, uh, uh, citizens medal is the citizens medal is for, uh, and, and I saw this when I was doing my research, Nia, the citizens medal is kind of sort of like for the everyday person, right? You know, the, the, okay. school, you know, the school crossing guard who gets up every morning at 6.30 and for, you know, eight to 10 years, nothing really happens, you know, at, at, at the traffic, you know, stop sign. But out of but the one blue, day they save ten kids from being kids. run over by a runaway yeah, yeah, vehicle. Right? Yeah, you know the you okay. Know, the, yeah, I mean it, it, it's for the everyday person, and, again, and probably it, it, their life then goes back to normal. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, then we have a third. Okay, and you're probably uh, probably interested in this, but uh, because of your background in homeland security. Um, after the 9-11 attacks, uh, Bush 43 established two military medals uh, concerning the global war on terrorism. I am embarrassed. I did not know these existed. I knew of the one. I didn't know of the other. I was aware of the global war on terrorism service medal, okay, which focuses on military operations to combat terrorism, okay? I was not aware of the other one, the exhibition, expeditionary medal, okay? The expeditionary medal. Medal, yes. The Say that global, fast five, yeah. five times. Global War on Terrorism Expeditionary Medal. Medal, okay? Which focuses on servicemen and women um, who participated on or after the 9-11 attacks, okay? But both of those are limited to, yes. Yes. to the certain theaters of operation. operation. Right? Like That's right. Operation okay. Noble Eagle and Operation Enduring Freedom. Freedom, that's right. Which are very specific theaters of war. They are not... Yes. It doesn't, they're not sprawling awards. They're rather, they're rather tight awards. Yes. Um, and, and it relatively sort of begs, speaking, well, and it kind of sort of begs the question, are we going to get rid of those awards since we are quote unquote, ah, drawing no longer, down those, those yeah, yeah, we're no longer fighting a global war on terrorism. Oh, that's interesting. So can they be awarded posthumously? Do we know? Yes, they can be. Yes, okay. they can be. So um, it could and, be and that the way, they could continue to award them if people pass away who served in those theaters, but there will be no new ones because there's no yes. new and, operations. Okay. And by the way, uh, listeners, 
um, these first three medals that we just referenced, uh, the Medal of Freedom, the Citizens Medal, and then the Global War on Terrorism Medals were all created by executive orders. And as you may recall, uh, uh, based on uh, our episode about executive orders with our colleague, Bill Newman, guess what future presidents could do to the existence of these medals? They could wipe them out. Wipe them out with or a new they exec- could expand the or they could expand the parameters of them. If yeah, somebody or- wanted to keep the global war on terrorism medals and they just wanted to change the theaters in which those are happening, then an executive order could say, and now it includes blah 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 as well, right? Yes. Like they could yes, or they could say, Yeah, we don't want to give citizens any more awards. That's it, we're done. Yeah, because remember, uh, Nia, the uh, Medal of Freedom was initiated by Truman to focus on, you know. Oh, right. And then Kennedy's executive order changed it, shifted it. Yeah, he he broadened the focus, right? Yeah. Right, because Truman made it a war medal. Yes. And Kennedy made it also a peace medal. Yes. Yep. Right. So didn't have to. Okay. But are there other 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 medals I could give? Yes, Nia, there are other medals you could give out. Okay. Uh, There is the Enrico Fermi Award for contributions in the field of nuclear energy. Uh, The Department of Energy makes recommendations to the uh, White House, uh, and the White House uh, has the final say on if anybody gets the Enrico Fermi Award. Oh, I hope the guys from Three Mile Island got that (laughs) for preventing a nuclear meltdown. Meltdown, yeah, right. Uh, The next one, uh, for those of you with a little bit of business background, you might like, in fact, the next two, we have the E-Star and E-Awards for contributions to export expansion. Um, These are nominated by the Department of Commerce. And then we have the Malcolm Baldridge National Quality Award recognizing organizations for their achievements in quality and business performance. <laughs> oh, from the National Institute of Standards and Technology. Technology, yes. yes. Okay. Which, by the okay, way. Okay, so if you improve. Okay, so if you improve, let's say that you take some model for doing a thing and you improve it such that it makes your workers safer or. Right, you make some kind of improvement. Your business could theoretically be awarded that. Or, or to give you a real-time example, what if you're a person who figures out a way to um, minimize the supply shortages that is a, that have occurred during the COVID nineteen pandemic? Ah. You, could pro- you could probably win the Malcolm Baldridge Award, and you might could win the E Award. Yes. Depending on how you, whether you did it through exports or not. That's right. We could just pile awards on a person. Yes, we could. Now, for you STEM folks, uh, the next one might be of interest. There is the Presidential Award for Excellence in Mathematics and Science Teaching. Um, These are nominated by the National Science Foundation. So for my algebra teacher in college, my algebra two teacher in college that was so patient with me, they should yes. get that award. 
I'm kind of sort of thinking any of the teachers who taught me math <laughs> in my life who had, to, that award. <laughs> yes, who, had to, who had to endure me as a math, <laughs> as a math student. Okay. Yep, I'm with you. Everyone, I should go back and nominate for. <laughs> Mr. Davies, my high school uh, trigonometry teacher, okay, <laughs> should get this award, right? Yep. <laughs> okay, I can't even remember the name of the professor of my college calculus class, but the one who endured seeing me Monday, Wednesday, Friday afternoon from two to three, okay, and God bless him, he passed me he should win this award, okay? <laughs> because I was so incompetent, okay, in the field of math. Okay? I'm with you on that. We, okay. should just, we should just go down a list of the math professors over it, it in the math department Department. and just put them all in for it Yes, like just because we know we know they've got students like us yeah right um the next one okay and this is really long-winded uh we got the presidential rank award and the president's award for distinguished federal civilian service basically this is an award for to honor okay civil servants i was going to say is this for like Nameless, faceless, bureaucrats in a yes, the nameless, okay. faceless bureaucrat, okay, who you know, every, year in and year out comes to work, does their job, okay. Um, yes, this is an award for them, okay. Yep. And then the last one, okay, uh, the president's environmental youth award, um, which actually. Um, was first uh, recommended um, by uh, somebody uh, Bill Newman and I talked about with you, Nia, in a previous podcast ep episode, a government exemplar, uh, William Ruckelshaus. Ah. Uh, Ruckelshaus uh, was the one who went in and said, uh, we should uh, have an award to encourage American youth to um, focus on the environment. Yes. And that would have been under Nixon. Uh, yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. Right. Because yep. yep. that's the EPA. Yep. That comes out of the EPA. So that would be, and that's, I think, a really cool thing. This sort of idea of, of, of getting young people, of awarding young people and, yep. and letting them be an example to other people. But I know that there's, I'm not trying to say that they are lesser. I'm just saying that there are a whole bunch of other things like honors and prizes and the presidential prize for best poem, that kind of thing. There's all, I, sorry, I shouldn't even say that because there's a poet laureate, but there, the, that kind of thing, there are also um, awards for, like there's a great big table of awards, isn't there, where there's just- Yes. Yeah, hundreds so, so of awards that the presidents can that the president can give out. Yeah, so for instance, there is the National Medal of Science, uh, which is recommended by the National Science Foundation. Uh, we have the Medal of Technology, uh, which comes from the National Medal of Technology Technology Administration Office. Okay. <laughs> we have the National Security Medal, uh, which, not surprisingly. Um, is uh, nominated by the National Security Council, uh, which reports to the president in the executive office of the president. For those of you in law enforcement, 
We have the Presidential Medal of Valor for Public Safety Officers. Um, and this is um, uh, nominated through the Department of Justice. So there are a whole bunch of medals that Nia, if you so chose as president, you could spend a lot of, and I would, I would think that this would be one of. I think it's one of the more pleasurable things you would get to do. Yeah, right. I mean, because you basically, you know, because a lot of times you're saying no, or yeah, maybe, right? right? Like or, you're doing a whole lot of sidestepping you know, of things and trying. You know, to you know the country's going to have to sacrifice right. because we are dealing with X. I mean, nobody wants to go ahead and. When you're president, Yay, sacrifice. Yeah, nice, nobody. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a thing that people yay ever, but they do yay awards, right? They they get. Yeah, I mean, listeners, it's kind of sort of like uh, uh, me and Nia's uh, uh, podcast episodes uh, about pardoning the turkey or the, the 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 White House Christmas tree lighting. I mean, those are fun events where you bring people together, right? Right. So these awards, I mean, you're recognizing people who probably in most situations didn't think about getting an award for doing their job, right? I mean, you know, if, if you're the person who gets the Enrico Fermi Award, right? right? You probably worked in the Department of Energy for years, tracking the number of nukes, okay, that various nation states around the world have, including some that are considered rogue nations. And right? trying to get and trying to get a hold of the ones that have gone missing. Yeah, right. Okay. And all of a sudden your boss shows up someday and says, Hey, by the way, you've been doing this Dr for dress nice for work Thursday because we're going over to the White House because you're getting an award. Award and you're like, huh? Oh, what? what? Huh? what? what? <laughs> And what's cool is the president gets to meet you and he gets to have lunch with you or do whatever. What I don't know what's part, probably sometimes they invite people for brunch or lunch or tea or whatever. And maybe sometimes they don't. It probably depends on what the president, you know, how busy the president is in a day. But it would be nice to be able to just sit down with that person and say, hey, so tell me more about what you yeah, do. do and tell me about your family. Tell me about who you are as a person, which would be really cool. I'm sure, though, that those people are all vetted. I doubt that anybody gets an award who has not been vetted so that when they hit yeah. the newspaper, somebody doesn't say, that guy, he's a serial killer. He killed 16 people, right? Like, because yes, no, the president does not want to be his, embarrassed. Yeah, in his spare time, he's been using his basement as a storage facility. Okay, <laughs> for... For bodies. For right. bodies, right? Exactly. Okay. Right. 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 Or he did all this nuclear stuff, but he's also been stealing uranium the whole time and building his own nuclear weapon. Like, yeah, he's been selling let's it. Let's not on the have black, that be the case. Yeah, selling it on the black market <laughs> right. to um, former democratic regimes that are now authoritarian. I mean, right. yes. I mean, I can see where he's the, a real overachiever. <laughs> and I would imagine that some presidents don't give out awards because they're because the vetting process stops them. Yeah, right. Um, but I, mean, I, I do. Can I mention to one thing that before we get yeah. to the congressional awards about the president? Yeah, I think there's a misconception that the Kennedy Center awards are somehow presidentially 
arranged. They are not. The Kennedy Center is its own separate thing. It's a cultural entity of its own. Yes. And they decide those awards and they invite the president. Yes. To watch the performances and to fet the people who are getting the awards. You sit in a box with the president and the first lady. Generally, I don't I don't know if they did that, if Donald Trump attended the Kennedy Center. I don't believe he did. No, so I not all think... presidents attend them, but they're all invited, I'm sure. Yes. Um, and I and then they sit in the box with you and they sort of celebrate your life achievements and and all that other cool stuff with you. But they don't come out of the White House. No, no. They, they are decided by the Kennedy Center board. Um, and as Nia, uh, as you pointed out, they invite uh, the president and the first spouse uh, to attend. Um, and it's entirely up to the president whether or not they do. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, it, um, and in fairness to Donald Trump, I'm, I'm sure that sometimes those ceremonies also are not. I'm sure that sometimes, let me, how, how, wanna, how can I put this nicely so the Kennedy Center doesn't ever think about not giving me an award? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, what's the likelihood of that? But, but, but I've, I'm sure that they're also long and they are productions because when you, whenever you make something yeah, like I mean, that, let's face you it, have Donald, to film it from yeah, more than one angle, and you yeah, may I have mean, to go Donald, back Donald, and redo parts of it. But like patience levels wise, that could be hard on. Well, I mean, it, 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 Nia, you and I talked about this. Uh, of all of our presidents, Donald Trump probably had, if not the least amount of patience as an elected official, pretty darn close, right? right? Because again, he comes from a different culture or a different environment, right? And you know, he would he would struggle with not being the center, the, of the center of attention, right? I mean, this is a this is a guy who, I mean, for better or worse, has made his career from being self-involved. Yeah, he's no longer or president. self-promoting. I should say self-promoting. He's no longer president, and he's still occupying a lot of air and space within the American political sphere, right. okay? Right. Because he um, struggles to not be- The, the center of attention. The center okay? of attention. And, this, and, the, and the awards are specifically not about the president. But the president, they're about, about the, the- The individuals who are, being, who are receiving the awards. Yeah, the awardees, right? Okay. So um, you, you kind of have to subsume your, your ego a little bit, I think, yeah, okay. as president. Um, yeah. And basically, honestly, uh, really what it comes down to is, presidents go because they're fans of the people who are being awarded yeah right I mean, that, that they yes. they're excited yes. to hear the music they're excited to see the clips they're excited yes. to read the books they're excited to know these people because they're excited by these you know these awardees yes. right right yeah but so, congressional awards yeah now can you explain to me please okay. so the the congressional, what I think of as the congressional, um, are, are, are we doing, no, I guess we're not doing that one first. Can we skip to the Congressional Medal of Honor? Yeah. I mean, probably, I didn't realize that it was not called the Congressional Medal of Honor until I read your notes. Yeah. I, I thought it was always called the Congressional Medal of Honor, but that's not the name of it, right? The name of it is just the Medal of Honor. Yes. 
Yes. And we say congressional because it's actually done in the name of Congress, but it's given by the president. Yes. So I take it what happens is that Congress votes on that. We want to give the Medal of Honor to John Augenbaugh. And then they send a note over to the White House saying, hey, when you've got a minute, we'd like you to award this. Yes. It, is it, that? It is, yeah. I mean, you, you basically laid out the process. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure um, it's more involved than that. I'm sure that there's subcommittees but, and there's a... Well, I mean, you know. I mean what's interesting is... <laughs> Okay, so basically, the the way this goes down is, okay, first, the CMH, and that's how it's referred to by those who serve in the military. I mean, it is probably the highest military honor. And it is a military honor. You can only receive the Medal of Honor if you are, if you have been in active service. Yes. okay? Okay. And it's designed to recognize gallantry in action. Okay. Ah, what a great phrase. Um, so it was created um, during the Civil War. Okay. Oh, okay. So it goes is it goes back to it's the It's quite Civil old. War. Okay. Yes. But the way the process basically works, Nia, is let's say Nia, you are a service person um, in the army and you do something really great on the battlefield. A whole bunch and, of people are shot, and I'm a medic, and I run in, and I pick them up, and I run out with them, and, yes, I, and, 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 I, and at and, great danger, I take a wound, and I keep going because yes, these are my guys, a, and I got to save them. Yeah, and you save a whole bunch of lives. Okay, your commanding officer would then make a recommendation to the now Department of Defense, who will conduct an investigation. Uh, I like how you say now because it used to be the Department of War. Department of War, okay. Yeah. But either way, so it goes to the big wigs. Okay, they conduct an investigation. Then they make a recommendation. Do they make sure that the incident happened the way? That it was reported by the commanding officer. Okay. That there are witnesses who are willing to, you know, testify under oath that you did the heroic act or acts, okay, that have been reported through the chain of command. Okay, so it doesn't and, mistakenly get given to somebody who wasn't the person who did something or Yes. Okay, okay. or that you know you're not some self-promoting, you know, jerk uh, face uh, who said, yeah, "I saved just, 20 people." And Yeah, right? Okay. Yeah. What is it? Valor thieves? Yeah, yeah, that's right. There's actually uh, there is a phrase, valor thieves, okay? Right. We don't want to reward valor thieves, right? right. Okay. Um, after the DOD reviews the recommendations and signs off on them, then it goes to Congress, okay? Um, uh, committees uh, within both the House and the Senate, okay? And what we're talking about are the committees on um, uh, typically Veterans Affairs, okay? And once they sign off on it, okay, typically, Floor votes, because these oh, are non- okay. yeah they, these are non they they are typically non controversial, right? Well, because by the time it gets to the floor, this person floor, has been vetted within an yes. inch of their existence. They did the thing. Yeah, they did the thing, um, and then in a resolution, it goes to the president, and it's the uh, president who then awards in a ceremony the Medal of Honor. 
And it's not just the metal, right? You get other stuff. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but like, it's a big, it's a big deal. There's a reason that this is not a hugely common thing that happens. You get uh, a $1,000 bump to your monthly pension. That's a lot of money relative. That is a lot of money. I mean, over the course of your lifetime, that's. And you also get access to uh, military bases with privilege, right? So, you know, it could be Uh, officer clubs, golf courses. Uh, What a lot of Americans don't understand is that a lot of our military bases have a full array, okay, of, of, you know, gyms, golf courses. And they're at different levels. Yes. There's an officer's one of those things, and there's a non-officer's one of those things. So even if you were not an officer and the and you were awarded awarded the Congressional Medal of Honor, you would then have access to those other to to, right to those privileged spots. That's right. Okay. Yeah. That's that's, a pretty that's a pretty heavy duty, serious award. That is the big one. And and in Nia, you and I have talked about this. We have friends, we have family members who served in the military. Okay, um, when and and I and I saw this with uh, my uncles when they met CMH winners. Saluted. Oh, I mean, they they they, they, they saluted were just a, regardless of that yeah, person's they, rank. Yeah, even they if just, they were they of were, a lower rank, they were yeah, very, they were just in awe. Yeah, right? same I with mean, my family. If yeah. a, if they met a a Congressional Medal of Honor holder who was theoretically lower ranked, they would matter. still come to attention because yes, that person has done something extraordinary. Yes, and you recognize that it's yep. a it's a it's a really cool and um, very emotional thing to watch yes. when they're, when they're awarded. Um, and then there's the congressional gold medal, yes. which is not to be mistaken for the Olympic gold medal, gold medal. which is slightly yes. different. I think. Yes. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> congressional gold medal is according to Congress. Okay. And in, in, in listeners, if you're picking up a little bit of a competition between the Congress and the office okay you're not you're not wrong about that yeah yeah you're not wrong according to congress this is quote the nation's highest civilian award and the most distinguished award given by the united states congress it's supposed to recognize lifetime contribution or a singular achievement achievement what i love about your notes is that no statutory provisions govern this award Yes, I love that. They can give it to anybody for any reason. Reason, yes. At any point. Like, there's no, it doesn't have to be for your lifetime of service. It doesn't have to be for one extraordinary act. It could be for either one of those things. I, I love that it is so um, opaque. Yes. Right? It, it, yeah, it's just, what are you giving this for? Because we feel like it. And by the way, according to my research, and also according to the Congressional uh, Research Service, the CRS, okay, this is probably our oldest governmental 
medal or award. Oh, okay. Because the first one was authorized in 1776. And Nia, you want to guess who received that? I'm in 1776. It's either going to be George Washington or Ben Franklin. It was uh, uh, GW George Washington. He I'm got not the surprised. Yeah. Because okay. Because um, they really they wanted George Washington to be president for life. Like they basically oh, yeah. were like, "Wouldn't you like to be king?" He's like, "No, you've missed the point." Point. Yeah. You've missed because, the point of our war. We don't want yeah. a king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a bad idea. But he was beloved. Yes. Okay. But over time, it has been its purpose, kind of sort of like the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Okay. The Congressional Gold Medal's purpose is kind of sort of expanded, right? Ah. So it goes well beyond, um, you know, military exploits, right? Um, it's been given to figures in space exploration. So I believe, for instance, Neil Armstrong and John Glenn both got a Congressional um, Gold Medal. Medicine, arts, entertainment, uh, humanitarian public service. It's been given to individuals, groups, okay? A number of foreign citizens. I couldn't verify this, though a number of articles I read indicated, for instance, Churchill got a Congressional Gold Medal. Okay. Uh, because of his work in Great Britain uh, during the Blitz. You know, when right. the Germans were pretty much trying to bomb Great Britain back to the Stone Ages, right? Um, but it's been given to one organization. And I thought this was very uh, interesting. The American Red Cross is the one organization that has received the Congressional Gold Medal. Yes. Yep. Okay. Oh, the American Red Cross. Well, that makes sense. Yes. Yep. The American Red Cross makes sense in terms of when most people think of disaster relief, that's actually the first organization that they think of. Yes. And yep. it is all hugely by American standards, the one most people donate to. Like yes. it's the one they trust. Yes. Um, yep. Even with past difficulties that they may have had, people still have enormous trust in the American Red Cross. Well, in, in fact, many scholars who researched uh, American giving Okay, to nonprofits, um, you know, they point to how consistently Americans give to the American Red Cross as a sign of though our government may be comparatively, um, shall we say, less generous in regards to welfare benefits. Americans, as private citizens, tend to be some of the most giving around the world. Yep. Now, there is also a congressional award, and this was given out or was established in 1979, and it's given out to young people oh. ages 14 to 23. Okay. Okay. Uh, four program areas one, voluntary service, two, personal development, three, physical fitness, and then the last one. And again, you got to love Congress, okay? They go ahead and create these broad categories because 
it's Congress and the more specific you get, the more difficult it is to get agreement. Expedition and exploration. <laughs> and I tried to find a definition, Nia, for Okay, that, you know but, what? That I would last bet, category, that last I, you know category? what I would bet would fall under something like that is, is improvements to the internet or, yeah, or technology you know, improvements yeah. because that would be quote exploration. Yeah. Um, expedition. I don't know how many 14 year olds are discovering new continents, but yeah. maybe that's also happening. I don't know. I do think it's interesting that there's a physical fitness yes. category. Right. And that by the way, I assume is the kind of thing you would give to Olympic athletes yeah. who've represented the United States at the peak of their career is that you would give them the congressional award. And, and you get a lot, and you get a lot of nominees from members of Congress for um, star high school athletes. I was going to say, or sports teams, like yeah, the, we, the, the winner of a state competition or the winner yeah. of a. And, and listeners, what's interesting about the congressional award. And, and by the way, what it, of all the award names, this is the one that I would probably like to see improved or changed, right? Because I'm just like, could you not come up with a really nice title for this? Okay. Right. But if nothing the, else, the Congressional Youth Award. Award, yes, right? Would at least give you an idea of what the heck it's, it's about, right? Right. Okay. But the Congressional Award has three achievement levels, gold, silver, and bronze. <laughs> so it really is like the Olympic awards. Yeah. That's yes. terrible. Yes. That's terrible. Why would you yes. do that? Why I would you don't... not just give it as, oh, see, Congress, yes. you take a nice thing and you muck it up. I'm just but saying. There are two other congressional awards listeners that I want to um, make note. And these are at the discretion of individual members. There is the, they are not voted on by the full Congress. That's right. The U.S. Senate Productivity Award. <laughs> Again, could you not come up with a better title? It recognizes the achievements of organizations in productivity, customer service, or other areas, depending upon the criteria adopted by the senator. So, because I said so. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay. And Senate then the last one is the, is the Medal of Merit, um, given by individual members of Congress to recognize the achievements of their constituents. Okay. These last two awards are funded privately. And interestingly enough, they've been used by just a few members of Congress. Yes. Well, I'm not trying to be ugly, but if there's no criteria for an award, I'm not sure how valuable it is. Well, you know what I mean? It, it's like yeah, a well, it's yeah, like a participation it, trophy. At that point, you, just showing up gets you the thing, then I'm not sure how well and then Nia, how prestigious you, it would be. And then you add Nia the the fact that they are funded privately. I mean, that, that kind of sort of begs all kinds of ethical questions, right? right. Okay. Um, right. So, uh, hey, yeah. if I throw some money your way, how about you giving us this award so we can put the plaque 
I'm in the front office of our I'm not going to see where that could easily slide into quid pro quo. Yeah. Or without you know, intending to, but just, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, or, you know, hey, we will give you a bunch of money so you can give out a bunch of awards. And oh, yeah, by the way, um, after you get reelected, um, when are you bringing home some pork that's going to benefit us? Right? right. Okay. It's that kind of, again, as the, the phrase you mentioned, quid pro quo that stains Congress, right? Um, so, uh, but nevertheless. You, you just yeah. said pork, uh, like as pork. in pork barrel projects. Yes. And I've been thinking a lot about something I wanna run by you here okay. on the podcast so okay. that it's on the record. All right. What do you think about super progressive projects being called tofu barrel products? <laughs> Projects. <laughs> yeah. So we can distinguish. So, so we can make. We can exactly. Yes. We can distinguish yes. between the more conservative ones and the more progressive we're, ones. We're, yes. By yes. by yes. which um which ones get labeled tofu barrel right. uh, 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 legislation versus pork barrel. Now I, I don't know enough about tofu. Or pork, we, we may have to phase out pork because it's offensive to some people's, you know, but I like, but I like pork barrel because it's been around for hundreds of years, right? We've, we talked about that for, yeah, since it, before it, we were a country, but I think we need a new, I think now, we need it, a it, new it, it, aspect it, of it. Well, and also where I was going with this, Nia, is pork used to be stored in barrels. Right. What's, what's tofu stored in? Clamshells. Plastic clamshells. Oh, it's a tofu clamshell project. <laughs> you see where I was going? Oh, with this? yeah. No, I like it. Yeah, no, you're right. Because you it's, need to have the appropriate storage. Yes, pork name. barrel and yes, tofu clamshell. Yeah, how about that? Uh, we've just come up with a whole new thing. We should. Yes. Okay, we own this idea, people. So if you hear it and you yes. publish it, you need to attribute it to us. Well, I'm thinking that our colleague uh, Hillary um, will probably suggest <gasps> that we need to copyright this. Heck yeah, we need to get T-shirts. We need to get T-shirts made that say "Tofu Clamshell Podcast." Well, <laughs> well I mean, it, it, we need to add to our merchandising and swag line, right? Right. Because re remember, listeners, our faithful listeners, you know um, that Nia's made two suggestions. Uh, one, we need to have arbitrary and capricious uh, T-shirts. Um, and then the second one, which he usually makes fun of me saying all the time, well, it's based on the Commerce Clause. Right. That's our T-shirt line. We now need to add a third that says, that says Tofu Clamshell Podcast. Oh, my gosh. We're in. That's it. We're going to make millions, except we won't. And, and, and listeners on a nobody would buy those, but it's just funny. On a more sober note, we will have for the research guide uh, one of the uh, once again fine documents put together by the Congressional Research Service, who we love because they uh, work for the Library of Congress. Yes, they do. And briefly, what happens is a member of Congress says, "Hey, you know, we ought to have a report on a thing," and they send an email to the Congressional Research Service and somebody gets assigned that thing and they go research the snot out of it and then they write a report that is generally neutral. Yes. 
and it, it, then it, it, they list, return it to the member of Congress. And here's the other great thing, listeners. CRS reports are hardly ever long or long-winded. Right. I mean, they are usually, you know, six, 10, 12 pages, right? To the okay. point, get you yeah, in there, the get point. you out. Yep. Okay. And they will have citations. So if you want to look up, you know, other stuff, you can. But I mean, it is really designed, and I'm, and I'm not being ugly, but it is designed to be read by members of Congress or their staffs. Right. Okay. Who don't have time to read a 200 page, page report on, <laughs> on this. And it'll be exciting to see what they do with COVID. Yeah. 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 But anyway, we will, we will list that on the um, podcast uh, website and yes. look, keep an eye out for our merch. <laughs> <Yes>. Thanks, Augie. <laughs> Thanks, Nia. <laughs> You've been listening to Civil Discourse, brought to you by VCU Libraries. Opinions expressed are solely the speaker's own and do not reflect the views or opinions of VCU or VCU Libraries. Special thanks to the Workshop for Technical Assistance. Music by Isaac Hobson. Find more information at guides.library.vcu.edu discourse. As always, no documents were harmed in the making of this podcast.